Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, your guide to the world of Korean skincare and everything you need to know about K-beauty coming to you live from the home of Korean beauty, which is, of course, Seoul, South Korea. So I have an absolutely jam-packed episode for you today for today's K-Beauty news headlines update. Uh, But before we get stuck into it, this podcast is, of course, brought to you by Style Story, your go-to for K-Beauty. You can shop all the latest Korean beauty products, read up about the trends on our blog. You can obviously listen to the podcast all at stylestory.com.au. All right, so there are so many pieces of news headlines that I thought that would be good to cover with you guys this week. Uh, I was sort of scrolling along and I was just like, geez, it's actually a really busy week in the news headlines. Uh, So I will jump straight into that. And the first one that caught my eye was that K-beauty companies are seeking halal certification to grow in the OIC countries. Now, OIC, if you're not familiar, with that term stands for the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. So this is basically a collection of countries uh, that work together that obviously have uh, the commonality, the common link that they are Muslim markets, Muslim countries. Uh, so that is you know, what the headline was talking about. And basically what it was saying is that because Muslim markets are such a growing sector for a lot of Korean skincare companies, they're trying to bolster their appeal there and they're actually going out and seeking halal certification for their beauty products. And this article in particular was noted that Indonesia is actually the second biggest export market among these OIC countries for K-beauty. And what it has actually done is it's changed the law recently and it is going to be bringing in mandatory halal certification over the next couple of years. So they're giving everyone a bit of a grace period to sort of get sorted. Uh, But they were saying that's the second biggest export market behind Malaysia. So that's the biggest destination among these countries for 4K beauty products. Uh, Dubai, also another major driver of K-beauty sales in the Middle East. So thought that one was really interesting. Uh, And indeed, I've actually met a couple of people uh, over the years uh, from countries like this that were coming to Korea and, you know, sort of uh, looking to either manufacture products here that could be halal or work out how they could do that and sort of take it back to their country. So I know for a fact that this is definitely... Uh, a growth area for Korean beauty, but that was in the headlines this week. Uh, And the other one was that Cosmax, which uh, you guys will know if you've been listening to the show for a while, really, really big player globally, uh, but a manufacturer of products not only for Korean beauty companies, but for Western beauty companies that make their products here as well. This is, just to put it in perspective, if you're not familiar with them, Their sales for this year are expected to hit about $2.5 billion. So this is not a small company. But what the headline was saying is that they are tapping into the trend of personalized care. Uh, So 
Korea was actually the first country in the world to implement cosmetic regulations around custom cosmetics, and they did that back in 2020. So this has been something that I've been seeing in the news, in the headlines for the past couple of years. But Cosmax in particular is looking to tap into this trend. They want to do more in the personalized care space, in the customized care space. Uh, And the other thing that they're interested in is cosmetics for pets. Uh, So they're looking into things like they're already manufacturing things like shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, ear cleaner, all those kinds of things for pets. Uh, And the reason I think that pet products in Korea have just taken off so much is because pet ownership levels are the highest they've ever been. More Koreans are adopting pets. More Koreans are, you know, seeking the companionship of pets because of course, people are not having babies and children. Uh, Basically, we're headed for a super aging population really quickly. I'm pretty sure we're we're already classified as a a rapidly aging population, but I think it's going to become a super aging population like within the next couple of years. Koreans are not even replacing themselves. The birth rate every single month, I swear, they report that the birth rate is the lowest it's ever been. So it's just basically plummeting. It's on a massive downward death spiral. It's Themes, but instead of kids, people are having pets. So from that perspective, I think it makes sense that uh, a lot of companies are focusing on this uh, and Cosmax is obviously that is a focus area for them as well. Uh, So that was in the headlines this week. A couple of other headlines for my Aussies. One I saw that might be of interest to some people is that Qantas and Jetstar are now starting direct flights from Sydney to Seoul. So this is uh, pretty big news. I don't believe that they've actually had a route servicing that for for a long time, like back in the 2000s, the earlier 2000s. So that's a pretty big piece of news if you're looking to make the trip over from Australia, particularly if you're based in Sydney or New South Wales. That's a good one. And the other thing that hit the K-Beauty news headlines this week was yours truly, Style Story. So we have teamed up, obviously, with Woolies to bring them a collection, a K-Beauty collection at their Everyday Market by Woolworths online platform. Uh, And that was in the headlines this week, uh, reported on by a couple of different outlets and another really, really big uh, beauty podcast. So that was rounding out the headlines, I guess, the K-Beauty headlines for this Tuesday. Uh, And before we get into some of the new releases, I thought I would read out one of the lovely reviews that has been left for the show. And our reviewer says, Style Story has become my favorite podcast to listen to. Lauren is so informed and keen on the developments in the world of K-beauty, and she's so talented at delivering that knowledge with us. I'm so glad I found a community that I can relate to so strongly, and I look forward to new episodes weekly. Sending much love and support support all the way from Texas. So thank you so much for our lovely listener, for your review. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and of course, you guys, I would love for you to leave your review as well. We'd love to leave it, uh, read it out to everyone and also to know where you're listening from. I can kind of see where you guys are, but if you don't reach out, let me know, maybe share something to your stories tag me, tag a friend, tag someone, let us know that you're listening. Uh, That is, I just, I'm always really 
interested to hear where people are listening from because it's it's just fun it's cool all right so let us get into some of the new k beauty products that have just launched on style story the first one is rovectin's clean lotus water cream now this one i'm shocked uh how quickly like basically as soon as it went up on the website we have just it's just been flying out the door so obviously this is a product that a lot of you already know about that I, maybe it doesn't need an introduction, but for those of you that haven't heard of it before, I will introduce it. It is a gentle moisturizer. It is uh, obviously, as you would guess from the name, it's got lotus in the name. It does have a high content of lotus flower extract. Uh, and the brand says that it can protect your skin from pollution. Uh, it is ideal for sensitive and dry skin. Uh, they are also using NMF, natural moisturizing factors, which is, of course, just a really, really great ingredient for people that do have dry skin. 75% of the formula is lotus water. Now, they are leaning really heavily into, you know, their, in inverted commas, clean beauty credentials for this one. Uh, that's sort of what they're trying to do with the line. So they've got a, a list of things that are not in the product. I think that will be probably more relevant for people that have uh, allergies. Uh, so, for example, it doesn't contain artificial colors. It's artificial fragrance free. If those are, you know, issues for you, if you know that you have a known allergy to them, then this might be a good one for you to look into. Uh, so that is their clean lotus water cream. And then the other one, we've got a couple of new products, but I'll just introduce two of them. If you are a fan of Rovectin, go and check it out on the website because we've got uh, a few new products of theirs up. This one is their clean marine micellar deep cleansing water. Uh, it's a 400 ml product, so very large, uh, and it can assist in removing oil, dirt, makeup, and pollution from your skin. So this one has a, an interesting formula, actually. So they've got nine different kinds of marine plants that they've taken from Jeju Island, from Wando Island, and also from the Namhae Sea of of Korea. And then they've also combined that with seven different layers of hyaluronic acid, basically to ensure that your skin doesn't dry out when you are cleansing it, which is of course really, really important. I know, look, not everyone is a fan of micellar waters or water cleansers in general, but if you are, I think this is a really nice uh, formula. It is, you know, low irritant, slightly acidic, so that's good. Uh, it doesn't have any essential oils in it if that's an issue for you, uh, and it also doesn't have any artificial pigments either. So if you're in the market for a decently sized micellar water, I think this one warrants looking into. Uh, if you, you know, don't use micellar waters, probably a release that you're not going to be that interested in, but I know there are the fans out there of micellar waters. Uh, you'll have to let me know. I've noticed, I don't think they're the most popular products. They're certainly not the most popular products on, on our website, but there are definitely people that love using them. So you'll have to let me know, are you a fan of them? What do you prefer cleansing your skin with? I think everyone kind of has their preferences. You know, some people love a good balm cleanser. Some people love the feeling of a traditional oil. And then some people really love their gels. I think it's so, so personal. Uh, so basically the need to know is there's a product for you, no matter what kind of cleansing product you like in K-Beauty. We pretty much have 
have the full gamut covered. Uh, so that's just one more option for you. Uh, and our onto our K beauty reviews for the week. So we've got two new reviews. The first one is for Jellico's Dewy Glaze Toner. And our reviewer gave it five stars and said, so hydrating. Absolutely love this toner. It is so hydrating and feels amazing to use. The bottle is also so beautiful. I'm obsessed. Uh, and then the second new review was a five-star review for Subi Hollow Dream Brightening Pore Minimizing Mask and Brush Set. Uh, and the review said, Lifesaver. Whenever I have a breakout or am feeling congested, this mask is my go-to. I leave it on for five minutes at night and the next day my skin is always so much clearer and smoother. I love how creamy and beautiful it is. And then last but not least, I have my recommendation for the week for you guys. So this one is one that I've pulled from the headlines, but I actually think that, you know, this will be relevant for some of our listeners because I know some of you are learning Korean or maybe keen to learn some Korean. So this list was put together by the Korea Herald and they ran through YouTube's top five teachers for uh, of Korean for English speakers. And the first on that list was Korean Onni. Uh, so Korean in, in Korean, Onni means like older sister. So this is the first person on the list. Her YouTube channel is Korean Onni. So she is apparently a qualified teacher of Korean as a foreign language for non-native speakers. And what she does on her channel is teach you how to say, like she does a series on how to say things and also must know Korean words. So this is not one that I'm familiar with, but that's that was the first one on the Korea Herald's list. The second one is Go Billy. And this is someone they definitely have seen on YouTube. So it is run by a man named Billy, who's actually an American. Uh, he's been learning Korean since 2005, teaching it online as well. Uh, and basically he offers lessons on the Korean alphabet all the way up to basic conversational level. Uh, and then he also does like a series on confusing and difficult difficult parts of Korean, such as the use of hanja, which is Chinese characters. Uh, and unfortunately, this can be a little bit of a tricky thing. I know uh, for obviously non-Chinese speakers, uh, I remember, and you know, I still, I don't have as many problems as I used to, but I do remember that when my Korean was not very good and I was, you know, using a map to get around places sometimes, I would arrive and the name of the building would be in Chinese. And I was like, oh gosh, I have no way of knowing like if, if I'm in the right building or not. So I know that can actually be a little bit of a problem. Once your Korean gets better, you can at least ask people and work ways around the hanja. But learning some simple hanja is actually super useful useful uh, for your Korean. You will notice if you are at a more advanced level that Hanja is still used in newspaper articles and things like that. Uh, so that is, I think, an important thing to learn if you're looking at really getting better at your Korean. The third person on the list was Natalia Gaza. Uh, and the Korea Herald was mentioning that this is a good one for people that are curious about the language learning process and living as a foreign student in 
in Korea. Uh, so I know a lot of people actually do come over here uh, as a student and either, you know, go to a Korean academy, maybe one of the Korean language learning programs at a university. So if that is you, if you're looking to come here and do that, then her channel might be a good one to look into uh, because she sort of goes around the campus and shows you, you know, like how she actually lives as well. The fourth one on the list is one that I myself definitely used a lot when I was learning Korean and that is talk to me in Korean. So they are like just a team of people that have been creating Korean learning materials for a long time, 13 years. Uh, and you know, they have lots of different ways that you can incorporate it into your daily life. They have like a podcast, a YouTube channel, uh, you know, 60 second short form videos. That is a really great resource. I believe they also have books. I've never used the books, but I can highly, highly recommend Talk To Me In Korean. Um, I found that so, so useful for listening practice. Um, back when I was, you know, really just trying to sort of listen to more spoken Korean. Uh, you know, if you sit down and watch TV and dramas and things like that, particularly dramas, one thing I will say, you know, some people recommend learning uh, Korean through watching things like dramas, but they use a lot of just kind of language that is maybe not so much useful in daily life. And also the way they phrase things is not as colloquial. It doesn't sound the same as a lot of spoken Korean. That's the one thing I will say. Obviously it's scripted, right? They're actors, they're reading from a script. I think it'd maybe be similar from trying to learn English from watching like The Bold and the Beautiful. Like, you know, they just have really, the kind of things that happen on the show are very high like everyone's in the hospital every second episode for something or other, you know, so I don't know. It's just not the most realistic grounded in reality. Uh, so I think if you are trying to improve your Korean and, you know, you're kind of finding dramas and films and things like that a little bit, you know, to advance, then Talk To Me In Korean is a really, really great option. And the fifth one they had on their list was Learn Korean with KoreanClass101.com. So that's a channel um, as well. Uh, and apparently they've got over 2,500 lessons and lots of infographics as well. So this one is not one that I'm super familiar with, but it sounds like that is also a really, really good option if you are trying to, you know, learn Hangul, if you're an absolute beginner, if you want to just learn a couple of key phrases, you know, maybe if you're visiting Korea and you don't need to speak Korean, uh, you know, because you're going to be here for two weeks, but you would like to get in a taxi maybe and, you know, go somewhere, things like that, just to pick up some key phrases. That is apparently a good one. So I will have links to those in the show notes for today. If you scroll down in your podcast app, uh, you can find the, the a link to the full show notes. Uh, usually what I do for the show notes is I just have like a summary in the podcast app. And then if you click on the link to the full show notes, I'll have like the full list uh, and a more sort of thorough thing of what I've actually talked about on the koreanbeautyshow.com just because I don't always get my, my, my ass into gear in time <laughs> to do the show notes the same time as the show launches because I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I have other things to do. So sometimes I'm a little bit later in getting them up. Uh, so if you are looking for them, sometimes just give me like a couple more hours once the show goes live, I will get them up. Uh, I wish I had, you know, a, the time in my schedule to have this all, you know, perfectly done for you guys in advance. But sometimes I am a little bit late. So just know that if 
if you've ever had a look and you're like, I can't see them there, uh, just give me a few more hours and I will get them up, I promise. Uh, yeah, so that is what I had for you guys this week as my recommendation of the week. Just a resource, a list of resources for you guys if you are looking to learn Korean. I think the big thing that I will say is, you know, if you're trying to learn a language, any language, Try and find something that makes it fun for you, that you engage with the content. Like that's going to be the best person to teach you, the best person to learn from. You know, if if you are not a textbook person, that is fine. There are other ways to learn. Some people like the visuals. Uh, some people, you know, prefer... I don't know, doing examples and things like that. Maybe like there are lots of apps out there as well that can actually help you with your test prep, with flashcards, with all of that kind of thing. So I think, you know, just try a couple of different, you know, channels, maybe YouTube channels, a couple of different textbooks, a couple of different apps and see what works the best for you, what makes the most sense for you to fit into your routine. Uh, You know, if you don't have 10 minutes to sit down and watch a video, that might not be the best thing. Maybe a podcast is better for you. Uh, You know, maybe if you catch public transport, you can do little exercises on an app or something like that. Uh, They're just all the practical ways, you know, to try and fit in language learning around your schedule. You know, find something that works for you and see how you can incorporate it into your day to day. Because the one thing I will say is you've got to be pretty consistent, especially for something like Korean. Uh, There's just so much vocabulary and things like that to get across that if you're not doing it pretty much every day, you're just not going to get there especially if you're learning as an adult you know kids have it a little bit easier for sure (laughs) they're like little sponges but if you're trying to learn as an adult you know you are going to just have to put in some time so find little ways that you can fit it into your schedule that don't feel like you're sitting down studying and like going back to school. That's that's the probably the key thing that I would say if you are looking to learn Korean. If you guys know any other good YouTube channels, that's only five. I'm sure there are so many out there. Hit me up uh, and let me know so that we can share it with everyone else. Uh, and I'm going to leave it there for today's episode. I will, of course, be back on Thursday with our deep dive. Uh, So make sure you stay subscribed and I will chat to you then.